This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Randy McKay and Brady Cannon, it's NFL divisional preview time. We are going up north, AFC North and the NFC North, and uh, let's get right into it. And Randy, two-time uh, top 10 finisher in the Westgate Superbook NFL uh, Handicapping Contest, and Brady Cannon, our 2011 champion from the Westgate Superbook uh, Contest. So more than capable contributors uh, to this right here. Start with the North, and we talk about, let's start at the top uh, with Cincinnati. Cincinnati, the Bengals, and they have made deep runs uh, into the playoffs every year since Joe Burrow has been there and been healthy as he's finished the year. 11.5 is the win total, shaded to the under at Bet Rivers at minus 162. Playoffs, yes, is minus 250. No, is plus $2. 10 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, plus 550 to make it to the Super Bowl, winning the AFC. Individual numbers here, uh, Burrow MVP plus 550. That's the third most odds right now. Most passing yards, he's 9 to 1, plus 900. Jamar Chase, his his receiving target uh, that came over from LSU. Remember, they uh, they needed to protect him so bad and still passed up on Panay Sewell to bring in Jamar Chase. That's how much Burrow likes him. Chase at 12-1 to 1 to be Offensive Player of the Year. That's a co-favorite. And also most receiving yards at 7-1. to 1. T. Higgins in an interesting year. Will this be his last year or not? Will Joe Burrow take a more uh, team-friendly deal with that monster deal that's uh, just on the horizon? T. Higgins, 25-1 to 1 to have most receiving yards. And Joe Mixon, to be the rushing champ, is at 30-1. to 1. Brady, I'll start with you. Some for, uh, over, first of all, comments. Uh, I forgot this, too. Cincinnati plus 150 to win the division, the AFC North as well. Just some comments in general about the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, I think uh, one thing that sticks out is they lost a couple of key safeties in, in that defensive secondary. Uh, and, you know, I, I think this defense was probably above average, um, it, but that could hurt. Uh, now, I think their offense really remains unchanged and will be very, very good. I'm not a huge fan of their running game. I, I, it seems like Mixon is kind of declining with every year that goes by, and I don't know if he was great to begin with. He certainly had a couple of good years, but... Um, I, I don't expect a ton from Joe Mixon. You know, also, they were minus 14 in sack margin last year. Now, a lot of that came from the first few games of the season, and they were able to kind of correct that. But, you know, that has been an ongoing theme with Joe Burrow. You talked about passing on Penne Sewell and going for Jamar Chase. Obviously, it's worked, but the offensive line remains still a little bit of a question mark. I would say that they're average. They do need to protect Burrow uh, more so than they have. Another thing that's interesting about this team, 
it's hard to argue that they are, are, it's hard to say they're not going to be any good. They just seem to have completely flipped the script. We all remember when Cincinnati was, you know, a, a poster child for a joke of a team for many, many years. And now they're for real. And I, and I love Burrow. Gosh, this guy. And Jimmy, you know, coming from uh, LSU, uh, what a champion player this guy is. And he's really something to watch. But one thing that's interesting is they have had two straight years of tremendous injury luck. It happened when they ran to the Super or when they went to the Super Bowl, and it happened again last year when they made it all the way to the AFC Championship game. You wonder if that tide is going to turn. And and I am not a guy ever to root for injury, but it's a fact that those teams those things tend to kind of you know what comes up must come down. Um, you wonder if they're maybe due for a little bad injury luck this year, and that could really hurt their situation. 11 and a half feels like a lot of wins. We know they're capable. We've seen them do it. But you just wonder if the rug's going to be pulled out from under this team eventually in some form or fashion. Uh, Randy, I hit the, uh, the the exacta last year with Cincinnati first in Baltimore. Straight exacta, Cincinnati first, Baltimore second. That's when Cincinnati was a price. This year, they are that favorite at plus 150. Yeah, I'd maybe have to flip this, flip that this year. Baltimore first and Cincinnati second, if if you want to uh-huh. quote me on that. So uh, as far as Brady made some points, I got their offensive line ranked number sixteen. They are improving, but they uh, I don't really like the signing they had uh, here with Brown at left tackle. Um, kind of an older guy gets injured some, but uh, Burrow uh, helps the off. A guy like Burrow, Brady, you know. And Tom Brady, you know, quarterbacks that get rid of the ball help the offensive line because they get rid of the ball so fast and rushers can't get there. Mm-hmm. So an average offensive line's okay, but that hurts them in the run game. Brady talked about missing, you know, stuff with Mixon. They did add this Chase Brown in the draft. I don't know if there's any odds on him in Rookie of the Year. I haven't looked it up, but I remember him in Illinois, very strong runner. I just seen that as I was looking for Looking through our preview, I, I didn't have that in my notes. As far as their defense goes, the biggest free agent acquisition they made is keeping their defensive coordinator, Lou Anarimo, one of the best in the games of making second-half adjustments. And one of the best, very, very many times, if you look at Cincinnati's second-half line, they cover because of his adjustments in the second half. He is going to be hurt by losing those two safeties, but they're pretty strong up front with the returning guys and the linebackers are very strong on this team. And you got to kind of look at their special teams. Kicker's kind of been hit and miss, but he, you know, he can be pretty good. He made some clutch kicks in the playoffs and they've been okay there. So this is a strong team, but, uh, I didn't have any pregame feel as far as taking the over under the playoffs with this team. The numbers I think are right. Randy, me and you are on the same page to, you know, for Anna Rumo to come back and maybe some teams to pass on him as a possible, you know, head coach. That seems like it's the next step for him. He is, he does a wonderful job. And look, uh, this organization has been, you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty weak uh, at, uh, at the ownership level. And that is something that usually is, 
parallel with him. And that's where Burrow, it's one of those intangibles, but he gets some of the credit for lifting this franchise up. I even heard when they mentioned the Cincinnati Bengals organization, well, a strong organization like the Cincinnati Bengals, how things, <laughs> have t- how things have turned there. You mentioned Chase Brown, Brad Bielema. Man, he leaned on him. He ran him over and over again. So durability there. And Brady, to your point about Joe Mixon, we're watching the games last year like, man, Mixon doesn't seem right. He doesn't seem right. And I think I think that uh, Samaj Perine was a better back uh, than uh, Joe Mixon last year. Had to keep one. They lost one to game one. But I think bringing in Chase Brown tells you all you need, that they maybe Joe Mixon's better days are in the rearview mirror. And when running backs start to climb, that's not something. I love the Bengals. One of my favorite uh, Joe Burrow stories. I've said it on my radio show a million times, but one day we're covering practice. And just to give you an idea of his toughness, we know about his smarts. We know about his leadership skills. But there's a fight that breaks out uh, on, uh, on the team his junior year. And, uh, well, I mean, the quarterbacks have non-contact uh, jerseys. So we get they – they uncover the pile. And there's Joe Burrow fighting Devin White. Can you pick anybody else to fight, pick a fight with, Joe, besides Devin White? So not the baddest son of a gun in the SEC that particular year in, uh, in 2018. So his toughness is outstanding. Why I bring that up, too, he'll be ready to go. He'll make it a point to be ready to go when they, uh, when they tee it up uh, in early September after that non-contact injury. But the price is way too short here, way too short. And, Brady, there's no doubt – the injury, hey, that's a that's a constant whoever has a good season or maybe a disappointing season. Injuries play a big, big part in the NFL on how they shape their season from year to year. So no strong opinions on the Cincinnati Bengals this year. Let's do move to the Baltimore Ravens. Their win total is at 9.5, shaded heavily to the over at minus 175 at Bet Rivers to make the playoffs, minus 162. To miss the playoffs, plus 133. 20-1 to to win the Super Bowl. That's eighth overall. Uh, AFC, fifth overall at 11-1. to And so Lamar Jackson, uh, he's got his contract. He's got some new receivers. Odell Beckham, uh, even though they overpaid him, uh, he comes over. Zay Flowers has had a good training camp, turning some people's eyes, and they got a first you know, from uh, from Minnesota, the first round pick Bateman, and also his favorite target and um, in the tight end. So there's the million dollar question, and I'll start with you, Brady. Though that's they totally changed their offense to t- to kind of match his skill set, run first skill set for Lamar Jackson, and it netted a, an MVP season and has won a lot of games. He is a great record, 45-16 and 16 as a starter, not so much in the playoffs. But now they're going to go and talk about under Todd Munkin, and we're going to throw outside the out, – out, we're going to just throw it all over and bring in all these receivers. It's not, it, that's, not, that's not just a light switch. I have my concerns about that. Yeah, I agree with you, Jimmy, but I, I think in the end it, it will be a positive. I think Monken is a sharp guy, and I, and I think he'll do a very good job for this offense. Uh, obviously, Greg Roman did a tremendous job with designing that offense around Lamar Jackson and his strengths. But, you know, Jackson has improved in the passing game over the years. They've always been trying to get him to become more of a pocket passer, and I think he's gotten a lot better. You've got Mark Andrews at tight end. You know, he is the security blanket there, certainly one of the best in the NFL. And then you add Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham Jr. and Bateman. You know, these guys now. One of the things 
uh, and we talk about, you know, injury luck and, and the fortune of, of the Cincinnati Bengals, it's been awful for the Baltimore Ravens, and it was especially poor two seasons ago. I thought 2022, I was all in on the Ravens. I bet them for division, AFC champion, all that good stuff, uh, season win total. I thought 2022 was absolutely their season for a bounce back after they had such poor injury luck in 2021. I'm not sure about this year. I, I don't know quite what to make of this team. The offensive line is excellent. I don't think they have a great pass rush. Uh, the running backs, that's been a big concern or, or area of concern as far as health as well. They, they appear to be fine right now. You hope that they can be above average, and you almost have to include Lamar in that running back, you know, conversation as well. Uh, I, I just don't know. I mean, this is probably the hardest division in all of the NFL. We talked about Cincinnati. We know they're good. They've got a couple question marks. Baltimore, I think they're going to be very solid, but I do think they have some question marks. I love Roquan Smith. I, I think Kyle Hamilton will have a step-up year. I think he will improve this year. Um, but I think there's still concerns about that secondary. This is not really the Ravens defense that we kind of grew up with, with the Ray Lewises and the Ed right. Reeds. Um, I, I think they're above average. Um, and I know Randy thinks they have a real shot to win the division. And I think probably everybody does in the AFC North. Um, but I'm just not entirely sold on the Ravens in 2023 the way I was in 2022. Randy, uh, the nine and a half win total. Uh, well, Harbaugh is nine in six in double digit win seasons. So nine of the fifteen seasons he has gotten to double digits. Uh, it's right at that number at nine and a half and shaded heavily to the over. But you're looking uh, more closely at the playoffs at minus one sixty. Uh, looking at Baltimore, which with all that adversity, they still were in the playoffs last year. And that's my main point. They're in the playoffs last year with their backups basically playing. Uh, John Harbaugh, Brady didn't talk about him. Second best coach in the league, and my been in my ratings for many years. Okay, right behind Belichick, probably one and one A. So uh, you got him. He thought he thought he needed to make a change at offensive coordinator. So he brought the guy in from Georgia, hopefully to help Lamar. Lamar back from injury. And another thing I really like about this team is the schedule. They get they get to play the AFC North teams on the road to start out. And then in the stretch runs, they get the division at home. So if you look at that schedule, they're pretty favorable otherwise. And that's a, that's a pretty big advantage because then they're going to know what they need and know when to uh, go all in as far as a uh, uh, big game. You know, that's, that's a little bit of variance, but uh and then if you look at their, you know, their running game is going to be one of the strongest. And you guys, you guys talked about their offensive line. I got ranked number five. So, I mean, they got some big guys in front of their Staley and Lindebaugh. And, you know, they can run the ball and Lamar helps with that. And then, you know, they got different ragtag guys for, uh, for running backs. You know, unfortunately, they get hurt a lot, but maybe they have a healthy season. We'll see how their offense increases this year. And, yeah, the only question I have, too, is their, if their defense can stay healthy and in the backfield. You know, of course, they got Rokon Smith last year during the season in a trade. So, uh, you know, I think he's still one of the best linebackers in the league and should captain the defense like Killer Ray or Lewis did back in the day. You know, I don't know if he's as good as him, but uh, we'll wait and see on that. And then you got to factor in, and nobody talks about special teams as much as I do. You got the best in the game in Tucker. 
you know, you get inside the 50, 50 yard line, basically, or 40 yard line, you got three points. And uh, they also usually have a pretty good kicker. And Harbaugh was a special teams coach. So there's a lot to like about this team. They draft well. The, uh, their organization is good. So that's why I banked them this year. No doubt, and I know you, you're very good at uh, incorporating your uh, coaching power ratings, and you said that Harbaugh is number two, but I think it's organizational uh, you know, stability as well. I mean, they are top three, top two. Uh, you know, take your pick as far as, you know, how well they've run their organization over the last 15, 20 years. So, and uh, part of it is that continuity uh, within the staff as well uh, with uh, John Harbaugh. There's a, there's a game uh, week three that has caught your attention, Randy, and you're very good at identifying this spot. I'm more of a spot identifier when it comes to college football, but week three, Baltimore is hosting Indianapolis. They're eight-point favorites. Yeah, and they're projected eight-point favorites at home. We don't know what kind of Indianapolis team we're going to get, but we'll find out quickly in the first two weeks. Of course, uh, we'll see who is that quarterback. But this is a sandwich spot where they got road games. Uh, they started Cincinnati in week two. They got Cleveland in week four. I look at these spots, especially getting a, a nice over-a-touchdown underdog. I think that's a good spot to bet against Baltimore, a team that runs the ball. Not real high variance, and we'll have trouble probably covering over a touchdown spread. All right, let's move on to and I like the uh, the Baltimore. I would take a shot to win the division, and also definitely like uh, I'll back you up, Randy, on them them to make the playoffs. I think that's a little light, and maybe maybe because of their season uh, when uh, Jackson and look Jackson was that their record was very good uh, when he was a starter uh, last year, and even with the backup Hundley, man, it took a fluke play. Uh, for Cincinnati to beat them, you know, the 98-yard scoop and score in that wild-card round. Let's move on to the Cleveland Browns. Brady, got an opinion on the Browns, that's for sure. And, well, you got to start with, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson, who was uh, probably a top-five quarterback at, with his play at Houston. I mean, he was on his way. And, I mean, he was such a great college quarterback as well, a real difference maker. The Browns' win total is at 9.5, shaded to the under at minus 130. To make the playoffs, plus 115. To miss the playoffs is minus 139. 35-1 to one to win the Super Bowl, 18-1 to one to make it to the Super Bowl and win the AFC. We all start with Watson, and he was obviously there's some strength. And strictly from a football perspective, we go all all go on all day with the other stuff. But man, and the one that sticks out to me is the game they won at Houston. They were horrible. They had like two or three defensive touchdowns. I mean, it was so bad. But every week it was it was minimal. The 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 progress of the development we got a little bit better. I gotta believe. I'm sold. He's gonna be better. It's just a much. It's just a matter of how much better. Will he recapture that form when he didn't have the best supporting cast at Houston and they were winning games? So that's the obvious. And interesting when I break down the numbers, too, with Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb um, had one time last year had over 300 uh, carries. He has averaged for his career. Uh, what uh, he First of all, one of only four running backs in the history of the league to average over five yards a carry. And they've only uh, he's averaged 16 carries a game for his uh, for his career without Kareem Hunt. That has to go up a little bit. But my point is, 
they've done a very good job of being careful to try and extend his career and where we see the shelf life really very short with these running backs. And a lot has been made of that with the contracts. I've said a lot, Brady, you talk about it because you love the Browns this year. Yeah, this team has caught my attention as maybe one that's a little bit under the radar. Uh, You know, last season, it was hard to like Cleveland for all the points you mentioned. Even when Deshaun Watson came back, he was certainly less than impressive. Uh, And he, I mean, he completely looked exactly what we thought it was going to be. He showed a ton of signs of rust. And and you said it too, Jimmy, this season... It's all about, yeah, I think he'll be improved as well, but how much, how close can he get back to where he was? If he gets back to, you know, where he was when he was leading Houston to the playoffs, then look out for this team. I think he will be good enough. I think he will be really solid. I I think they have a great chance to win the division. I did not bet win the division. I bet to win the AFC because I think, you know, even if they get a wild card spot, I think if they can just get in the dance, I think they will be that good. And I think they can get into the postseason. This roster has a ton of talent. I love the fact that they bring in Zadarius Smith to aid that pass rush with Miles Garrett. You've got a very good linebacking core if they stay healthy. They were injured last year. You've got a very good experienced secondary. Uh, and the offense, you talked about Nick Chubb. I also like the guy that we saw featured in the Hall of Fame game uh, to kick off the preseason this year. Felton, the young kid that they brought in, looked really good uh, as a possible backup to Nick Chubb. Uh, the receiving core has been improved with the addition of Elijah Moore. I think Amari Cooper was quietly a very good receiver for this team, mostly catching balls from Jacoby Brissett last year. Then if you just look at some of the numbers too, they have a very they have an easier schedule than they did last year. The way it rates in terms of season win totals, it's a little easier than average. They were 1 and 4 in field goal games, they were 2 and 6 in one score games. They were minus 1 in turnover margin, minus 10 in sack margin. All of those numbers should improve. They were one of the worst teams in the league as far as fumble luck and field goal luck. So Everything kind of went against them last year, yet the fact is they have a very talented roster that I think has even gotten better, and I think they've improved tremendously in the defensive coordinator position. That was a big weak spot for this team, I felt. They bring in Jim Schwartz. I think that's a real improvement there. And and like you kind of alluded to, Jimmy, I think this team's future depends on how much better Watson will be. If Watson is that much better and is really kind of, you know, looking similar to what we saw him earlier in his career, this team could make a heck of a run. Uh, And and you mentioned the schedule. Now, it's a tough division, but uh, they're matched with the AFC South, which is the weakest AFC division. So that's a a positive. NFC West is kind of a wash. you got two good teams in San Francisco and Seattle and two bad teams in the Rams in Arizona. So uh, outside of the division, the the schedule is uh, more favorable. And you talk about those close losses. And is there any worse loss? Well, maybe... Then the Jets lost. I mean, my goodness, oh. you know, I mean, so, I mean, that's as, that's as bad as it gets as far as bad luck. So, Brady, AFC, to win the AFC, 18-1 to 1 at Bet Rivers right now. You also like the over uh, at uh, nine and a half, and uh, that's a little plus money as well. Randy, you're looking at, uh, you like Cleveland to make the playoffs. The yes is plus 110 as well. Yeah, I think the AFC North will have three playoff teams, and I and I got to I got to side with uh, Cleveland here with their offensive line. You know, top three offensive line. 
uh, you control the ball that way, and you know, Watson will probably add to the run game some as well with the scrambling ability. You know, their offensive line added Conklin and left tackle very was very good for Tennessee. Tennessee is hurting on the offensive line this year. Willis Jr. is very good, and uh, you know they're they're projected very high. So if you can control the ball, you can control the game, in my opinion. They're a little shaky at kicker, which uh, concerns me, but. Uh, the loss of Kareem Hunt is going to hurt him some. We'll see if this kid that Brady talked about steps up. You know, I think they'll still be kind of a ball control team. They don't really have a uh, home run hitter in that receiving core. So uh, it'll be a lot of possession game, which will lead to close games. And hopefully Stefanski can improve as a coach. He He's like a middle-of-the-road guy for me. You know, he's made some kind of, you know, iffy choices, I think, as far as when to kick a field goal and when to go for it. I'm usually more of a go for it type guy, but, uh, you know, he's been all right. He hasn't been horribly, horrible like some of the other coaches we talked about in the AFC South. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, the schedule, I don't really like getting a bye early with a veteran team. They got to have a bye here in week uh, five. You know, I like the later bye for a veteran team. A, a young team, I like to buy early, but uh, that'll hurt them a little bit. And uh, they do have uh, two road games after the bye. But I did see one, like a, we talked about before with Baltimore, they have one uh, road sam- or home sandwich game. And only got Pittsburgh uh-huh. in week two. And they got uh, Baltimore in week three. And that's with Tennessee. You know, they're supposed to be laying right around a four and a half price. But I do like this team overall. So uh, I'm high on them to uh, make the playoffs. And just to clarify, Randy, for you, that's week two and week four divisional games, and the sandwich game is at week three at home against Tennessee, which that four-and-a-half line at home caught me and Brady's attention. That's a little stinky line there. I mean, for, you know, what, uh, you know, being at home. So um, yeah, I think that may uh, that, that short number may be baked in a little bit. Brady, i got to go back to you talking about the replacement for um, – you know, or the backup uh, for Nick Chubb that you've seen already in the Hall of Fame game. I'm wondering, because a lot has been made about Pollard for Dallas, and now that Zeke is gone, that his carry, you know, his, his attempts number will go way up. Without Hunt, I'm wondering if Chubb will have that, because I'm tempted, if his numbers do go up, about most rushing TDs at 10-1 to 1 in a rushing championship at plus 550. Uh, how... Do you think they will limit his carry still moving forward with with this backup? Uh, it's a great question, I, and I think it makes a ton of sense, Jimmy, that you know, with this uh, young kid, I, I believe it's Felton Jr. Um, you know, with him coming in and looks like the possible replacement for Kareem Hump, it would make sense that Nick Chubb is going to get a bigger share of the workload. Um, but I'm not so sure. You know, Dorian Thompson Robinson is a kid that went to high school here in Las Vegas at Bishop Gorman and, of course, went on to UCLA, and we saw him. He looked great in that preseason game. Now, he would kind of be maybe a younger, more mobile version of Deshaun Watson. You know, we know Watson can move, and we'll see how much he can move, but Randy talked about it. You know, he's probably a little bit of a factor in that run game as well. We saw Felton and DTR work really well together in that second half of that Hall of Fame game. Maybe it's similar with Felton and Deshaun Watson, Watson being a similar style quarterback to what we saw in that game. So so maybe Felton can fit into that system 
system really well and they don't have to push the workload on Nick Chubb too much. I think that would be the ideal situation. I don't think they necessarily want to give him too much and that's probably, you know, half the reason they bring in this kid. They probably they probably want to maintain status quo, I would think. Why change what Nick Chubb is doing already? He's arguably the best back in the NFL. So I think the way this Felton had that chemistry and, and the mobility with DTR could transfer over into the starting lineup. Not that he's going to start over Chubb, but when he's in there as a replacement, it, that chemistry, that mobility could fit with Watson's game as well. Demetric Felton, uh, second team all Pac-12 uh, for UCLA. Talking about that, the Pac-12. Yeah, it's you know, one more year yeah. <laughs> uh, with, uh, with that. Let's move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers and uh, have you heard this before? Uh, Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. <laughs> but did they get a little bit fortunate uh, last year? I mean, they go 6-1 and one the last seven games. Okay. They play Baltimore twice without Lamar Jackson. Uh, Atlanta, Carolina, the Raiders, the Browns were their six wins. Uh, I mean, you know, but yeah, well, here we go. There, the win total is eight and a half, so they're teasing you there because uh, if he keeps the streak going, you'll go over uh, with the 17-game schedule. Over is uh, juiced at minus 150 as well. To make the playoffs, uh, yes is plus money at plus 140. The no is minus 175. To win the Super Bowl, 50-1, to 1, that's 17th right in the middle of the league. Uh, the AFC, to win that, is 28-1, to 1, that is 10th. T.J. Watt, to be Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, or the most sacks is to attend to one. Mike Tomlin, coach of the year, 20 to one. Um, Najee Harris to be the rushing champ is 20 to one. Um, Minka Fitzpatrick, most interceptions is at 15 to one. I like to fade narratives, and I'm, I'm tempted to go on to get Steelers. Brady, am I right? Were the Steelers a little bit fortunate to get to that nine and eight mark last, last year? Pretty darn fortunate, yeah. They, they really had a lot go their way last year. And, you know, hats off to Mike Tomlin. This, this guy really is something. I mean, think about that. What is it, 16 seasons now without a losing one? Uh, I, I give this guy a ton of credit, and I enjoy watching him week in and week out and the way he uh, runs this club. But I tell you what, Jimmy, I, I'm with you. I, I think this team is probably going to be, you know, it, we're going to hear it all season long again because I think they'll be right there on the number struggling to get to 500 or, or get to above 500. Um, Kenny Pickett, I think, is a, you know, a, a decent blue-collar guy. I certainly don't think he has the most talent of all the quarterbacks in the NFL, but I think he's only asked to do a job and not make a lot of mistakes and let this defense win ballgames for them. Uh, T.J. Watt, we know he suffered an injury, missed a uh, great deal of time last year. But actually, this Pittsburgh team had the best injury luck in the NFL last year. So, you know, a couple injuries here and there to some key players, and, and it could go south in a hurry like it did for a while. Uh, you know, really the front part of the season last year went downhill quickly for Pittsburgh. I don't think the offensive line is very good. Najee Harris, I think, has been a little bit of a disappointment. Um, you know, I, I'm really not all high on this club this year, Jimmy, kind of like you. I, I think they will. it'll be similar to what we saw last year. And if Kenny Pickett gets hurt, my goodness, then you got Mitchell Trubisky and you're in trouble. So I, I, I'm not real uh, bullish on the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. 
And, and give them credit because they did get it done. Uh, the, the record is what the record is, and that is with starting the season with Trubisky and, uh, and finishing with a rookie. That was not one of the higher-rated rookies. I'll give Pickett credit, though. At least he ran the offense. You know I mean? I, don't th- I didn't think his year was wasted on his development. So he gets rid of the ball uh, fairly quickly. But uh, they were sort of a fade against team uh, for me last year. And, and keep in mind, too, uh, one of the games that wasn't part of that 6-1 and one stretch at the end, but it's the very first game. That's the worst game that Joe Burrow's ever played to start the year. He missed some time and yeah. things like that. He was horrendous uh, in that opener, that and, and, and they missed an extra point to win it as well. So some more good fortune there. But you got to give him credit, Randy. Again, we're talking about organizationally as well. I know my buddy from Tulane, Omar Khan, who went from capologist to the GM, is getting some you know positive reviews on his first draft as well uh, with the organization. He's been with them for 20 years or so. So the, the, the strength of the organization, the continuity, where they've had just so few coaches. I mean, Noel, Cowher, Tomlin. I mean, you know, that, that says something, but... What's your thoughts on this Pittsburgh Steelers team this year? Yeah, 17th year there for Mike Tomlin. He's always been a better motivational coach than, a, let's say, a strategy coach. When you, uh, and that's why uh-huh. he's barely in the top 10 for me. You know, when you punt uh, fourth and three inside the 50, I'm not a big fan of that usually. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's usually not the right choice, but uh, he's, he's made it into success. They did upgrade their offensive line. I still got them ranked like number 17. So uh, improving from what it was, you know, that, that used to be a, a very low rated offensive line the last two years. And they improved through the draft with this Jones from uh, Georgia. Maybe you know a little bit about him, Jimmy. I, I don't know that much. I think he's pretty good. He must have been pretty good first round. So uh, he's pretty good there. And they got, they got a lot of them that came out of there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as well. Uh, Pickett, yeah, Pickett got some experience, played pretty well, and but like he said, he was kind of more of a game manager. We'll see if they uh, they uh, let him let him cut loose a little bit this year. You know, the receivers are decent. I wouldn't say great. Their uh, tight end is decent too, Fryermuth. So uh, I mean, he's got some weapons there, and uh, well, their main their main part of their team is their defense. You know, up up front with uh, Watt. We haven't even talked about Cam Hayward, one of the best defensive tackles, you know, and they added some different uh, cornerbacks, uh, Wallace and uh, Peterson. So uh, we'll see how that works out for him. Peterson had a lot of interceptions last year for the Vikings, and the special team's always been strong for Tomlin. He doesn't usually get beat that way. So uh, you got to give this team some credit, but I think they just nearly missed the playoffs, but I think they're going to be a pain in the butt for uh, a lot of teams. There's a couple spots here where they're uh, where they're a six-point underdog in the Cincinnati. That might be an okay place to look at them. Of course, they come off of Cleveland, and they're seven-point favorite at home against Arizona. I don't know what kind of Arizona club we're going to get. Everybody says they're the worst team in the league. You never know going into an NFL season. If Pittsburgh's laying seven right. with Mike Tomlin, I'm usually betting against them. Well, another thing, too, and this isn't, I don't know how much you handicap this, but wherever they play, they're bringing a crowd. And, I mean, they're an honest team because they're going to put out, it seems like they put out a good effort uh, every game. And how many fans are they going to bring to Las Vegas when they come there? I mean, You know, Jimmy, uh, uh, one other point. I I agree with Randy, and you and I seem to agree that this team is going to be right around 500 again, and we'll have that conversation about the winning se- uh, season. 
But I agree with Randy. They are going to be a pain in the butt. And we talked about the organization and the quality of this organization for decades. <clears throat> They're definitely going to compete week in and week out. They, they do have a very solid defense if they remain healthy. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, I, think Rand, I think we all agree that Pickett is kind of that, that game manager. Um, and it, I think it's about health, most importantly, for Pittsburgh. They had the best injury luck in the NFL, like I mentioned. If that takes, I don't know how much depth that they have. You mentioned some additions to the offensive line, Randy. Um, I think they've got a little bit, a lot more depth on defense than they do on offense. They really can't suffer any injury, or they can't afford any injury on offense. I'm glad you brought up the uh, the injury uh, good fortune last year because the most high profile injury was T.J. Watt. Right. And so you you say that without man, they they were able to win with T.J. Watt missing, you know, an impact player like that missing so much time. But you have to look at the caliber of competition or lack thereof uh, on their uh, six and one in. Uh, to that season but you know it's it's maybe this is a rah-rah thing I don't know but there's just a level of pride from the top down to the bottom and at an organization that you have to admire when it comes to the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers get your tickets now when they come to play in uh, I think it's September pretty early uh, in uh, Las Vegas all right for Randy McKay and Brady Cannon uh, our NFL divisional uh, previews all eight of them right here on the Sports Betters Paradise I'm Jimmy Otto the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.